Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. Where you're attractive, where you're getting excited and stimulated, is your clip throbbing when you look at them? Like, what is it about them that gets you going? I flat out said, I'm not interested in you. I don't like you at all. Leave, you know, just go away. Like, he kept bothering me. You guys know, if you've listened to this podcast, like, some of the best damn oral sex of my life. Like, oh my God, he really won me over with the oral sex. The wrong sexual matchup matters. You can be mismatched sexually. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, today's episode is going to be something a little different. Maybe you're not going to be aware of it, but let me give you the details. I, because of today's recordings I had earlier, my neighbors were doing some major construction in their driveway, which is right next to my office window. And they were removing a lot of flooring, I think, tiles. So they were doing demo on that in their house. It was so loud and obnoxious. I had two calls today that were, one was a kind of a pre-interview for a podcast and the other one was a podcast recording ahead of this one. And then of course I had to do this one. I'm like, well, shit, I can't be doing this with all that noise going on. It was literally like, and I, (laughs) so I was like, oh, the joys of having neighbors. So anyway, I, decided, well, you know, I'm going to try it. Let me roll. I rolled my my laptop into my, I can do this on my laptop, as many of you know, right? When I was traveling and moving across the country, I, I did a lot of recording on my laptop. And the I have a little travel microphone. It's not quite as great as the microphone, of course, I have the big one I have with the boom arm set up in my office, but it does a great job. So I thought, okay, well, screw it. Today, I'm going to actually kind of relax on the couch and do these podcast recordings. So I am cut because of that. I am coming to you from my sofa and I'm actually kind of laid back and I'm recording with my microphone kind of like on my upper part of my stomach, almost chest. And I have to say, it's really nice to be just stretched out on the couch and totally comfy. So I hope when you hear this, you are stretched out and totally comfy too, because that would probably be the best position for you to be in as I go through these points. What I wanted to really cover today is just kind of after I'm almost starting my sixth season, I wanted to tell people, I was kind of thinking about what do I really know for sure? Because this keeps coming up as I'm doing these podcast interviews to be on other people's shows. You know, when they know that the podcast is heading towards its sixth season, they asked me, like, what have you learned and what do you know? And I'm like, well, shit, that's a damn good question. Let me think about that. And depending on how they phrase the question, there's various answers that come come out, right? But I thought I would just 
be proactive and sort of answer this for you guys and give you a little idea on kind of where I'm at. And I think the first really obvious point from my point of view is that sexy, I can't speak for men. I'm going to have to just speak for women on this. But sexy is a state of mind. And I know that sounds like so cliche, like, well, sexy is a state of mind. What does that mean? Well, it just means that ageism and weight and appearance don't exactly apply. All of the things that we sort of normally think when we think of sexy that might be prohibitive of it don't actually apply. There are just various and different things that will attract you to someone. And their age is not one of them. Their physical, you know, their weight is not one of them. And their, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, like appearance, maybe they don't dress the way you do. They may be more casual than you are. You may be more business. I mean, the appearance part doesn't really weigh in either, which is so interesting to me because, of course, we all have these ideals in our head. And I just really wonder how many of us that have actually found the one. I mean, not the one for right now, but the one. Did that person, did they match this mold you had in your mind? Because I think a lot of times that mold is projected from more so society than what you actually might need. And it really, even like we're talking, since we're going to start with the exterior stuff, it doesn't actually have anything to do with sexuality, sexual performance, their prowess in the bedroom, their ability in their bedroom, in the bedroom. This is all just sort of like the first thing that your eyeballs come in contact with. And I've just noticed that over the years, one of the things this podcast has taught me and meeting with various, you know, quite a few different men, ages, ranges, ethnicities, socioeconomic backgrounds, fashion backgrounds. I mean, if you want to break it down like that, like how they're dressing and presenting themselves and, you know, height, weight, all that. It just is about the person and who they are and that whole package and what they're bringing forth. And I'm strictly speaking on a generic level, like where you're attractive, where you're getting excited and stimulated. Is your clit throbbing when you look at them? Like, what is it about them that gets you going? That gets you, and I'm I'm trying to help people define like what things are that could help move move them into the bedroom with someone. And I'm just saying, like, it's, it's the sexy thing, the sexy idea is a state of mind. It's really I love to be proven wrong. And I don't even know if proven wrong is the right way to put it, but just when you you meet someone that you're like, oh, you may even look at them and go, oh, all right. Well, not really what I expected, but I'm here. So let me just see how this goes. And then by the end of it, you're just, you're like looking at this person going, fuck, they have so much sex appeal and you're drawn to it. You don't know, you, you don't even know what it is. You're, you're bowled over and shocked. I love, love, love when that happens to me. And the only way that that can happen and that that will happen is when you allow yourself to show up and just sit there and actually be present, have a conversation with somebody that you otherwise wouldn't directly pick out. Because there's so many times the guys that I have directly picked out 
where I'm like, they match the criteria that the visual, you know, like checking all the boxes, all that stuff. It doesn't, the chemistry isn't there. It's not there. I don't know why. I don't know why. Listen, I cannot pinpoint the chemistry thing. I will tr- do my best to sort of sort that out. I'm sure there's people, professionals that have already have this pegged. But personally, I don't know. I don't know. Like what gets my motor running? What gets my juices flowing, my pussy wet when someone else who the exterior, you know, all the things you're looking at are there, but they're not, they don't have that sex appeal. And that's what I was saying. Sexy is a state of mind. There's something, there's men that just come across with the swagger, the sex appeal. I know I talked about it in a couple episodes ago where I had a, this one boyfriend. I mean, totally not for me. I mean, I was completely this, I don't want to say, I don't want to say preppy snob. That's, I was the preppy snob without being snobby. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's a little bit of the environment that I was pretty much in. And I was so drawn to this guy, totally wrong side of the tracks, in a band, had tattoos. I mean, lived with roommates, <laughs> which sounds so funny. People are like, what? Most people live with roommates. I'm like, no, 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 not this princess. I did not have roommates. I moved out lived by myself, you know, like I, there wasn't any of this shacking up with roommates and crazy, messy shit all over the place. Like I was in my little princess bubble and that's how I liked it. And then here comes this guy just full on, not even anywhere close to my background, upbringing and looks wise, you know, he had a pretty much almost shaved head. He's in this like heavy rock band. (laughs) And again, I'm still had penny loafers in my closet somewhere. No joke. Like, you know, just like Ralph Lauren preppy to the T. And (laughs) then there's this guy. And the chemistry was there. It was just like, wow, wow, wow. And he wouldn't You know, I flat out said, I'm not interested in you. I don't like you at all. Leave, you know, just go away. Like he kept bothering me. (laughs) And I mean, I had no problem. You know, I had all the confidence in the world to say, no, I don't like you. And here's why. I flat out told him, here's why. I I don't like you. You have tattoos. You don't look, you know, you're just, you're not my type. No, 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 no. And I was very brutal and very upfront. Well, that didn't deter him. I guess he liked a challenge. And the, you know what he did? He won me over. It was that persistence and consistency. And <laughs> and then uh, you guys know, if you've listened to this podcast, like some of the best damn oral sex of my life. Like, oh my God, he really won me over with the oral sex. But there were other things, not joking. There were other things. Now we were very young. And as it turns out, obviously this wasn't like the best lifelong match for me or person while the sex was hot and all that. It didn't go the distance, but um, I, I have to say before I, before I end this and move on to the next point, I have to give this little side caveat. He did end up stealing my car and, taking, and driving to another state with it. This is after we'd been together for several years and I broke up with him and he stole my car. <laughs> oh. I got a call from like an impound yard. They're like, we got your car up here. What do you want us to do with it? Anyway, this is no joke. (laughs) Can't make their shit up. 
But I, <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, he was hot and it was exciting. And I'm so glad I had that experience because it really just opened my eyes to how, again, all this stuff, these appearances, you know, all the things on paper, appearance, weight, age, you know, all these things that you think yes or no to, you're giving the yes or no to, whatever it is, looks, eye color, whatever it is that's on that checklist, be fluid with it, be a little flexible because there's guys that, you know, are going to come in and rock your world and you need that experience. It's good. It shows you something about yourself. I'm probably speaking more to women about this because I think we get a little more settled in our ways. I think men are more fluid, honestly. They're just, you know, it's like a beautiful woman's a beautiful woman to them. Women were a little more, we get a little more fussy about it. But okay, next thing I know for sure is the way you feel starts with you. So do your best to be sexy, masturbate, exercise, put your makeup on, do your hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, you know, all the outward physical stuff that makes you feel good, attractive, you know, feminine, masculine, whatever it is. But that's one part of it. What makes that so great is when you find someone that comes along and amplifies that. And what I mean by that is, you know, I've often kind of said like women, well, I don't actually, you know what? I don't want to generalize. I don't want to speak for other women. I'll speak for myself. I know what society's told me about how I look, about my body, my whole life. I know that. This is the world we live in. But where I feel that the most, where I believe it the most, is when I'm doing things that feel good to me and make me feel beautiful, make me feel attractive, make me feel pretty, vibrant, sexy, sexy. Yeah, sexy right there. And so whether that's It usually means because I'm putting effort and energy into me, whether that's exercising, eating right, masturbating, putting myself on the list, right? Taking care of my just overall appearance. That's where you'll feel beautiful. And it won't matter what this stranger says or that stranger says or that even if they say, regardless of whether they're agreeing with that or they're disagreeing with that, if you're feeling it, really does start with you. But there's another layer to that, which is so interesting, is then when you are kind of, when you're all into up into feeling yourself, you're sexy, you feel great about what you got. Oh, you want someone, men, you don't mind them touching it. You don't, you're not so conscious about sex. You feel hot. You just feel hot. You feel like when you walk down the street, men should notice it. And again, none of this, I, this, none of this comes from a vain point of view at all. It's really just an empowered point of view. And it's feeling comfortable with what you have and where you are because you know that you put a lot into it, right? And that's the difference. And I think that women that are just born with good genetics, and some of us are, I will say that I have been the recipient of good genetics. You don't feel the same about that. You don't appreciate that. That's why really, really beautiful women can be very insecure. They didn't do anything to earn that. The difference is the woman who has it and works to earn it 
or the woman that works to earn it just in general is a different mindset. She's okay with receiving those accolades. Like she knows, okay, yes, I thank you. I can, I can take that in. I deserve it. I'm a little worthy. But if you haven't, if you're not doing things for yourself that promote that in a way that feels good to you, you're going to have a hard time feeling sexy, feeling confident. And therefore, again, like I said, you could be a runway model. You could be the most beautiful woman in the world. If you don't believe it, you're going to make your partner's life miserable about the fact that you don't feel that way. And they can't honor you and sexualize you even. Like I'm going to say sexual, you're not going to be comfortable with them sexualizing those parts of you or complimenting those parts of you. Anything that has to do with positive energy about how you look or how sexy you are, how much you turn somebody on. If you've done nothing to earn that for yourself in a positive way, you just won't be able to receive it. And this is going to wreck your sex life, wrecks wrecks relationships because you just don't believe it. So it's very important for you to do things you know, again, I can only speak to women. I'm not a man. I just know like for women, whatever it is that makes you feel good, empowered, sexy, hot, beautiful, that's what you should do. Now, here's the benefit of that. So when you have been doing that and when you are just, oh, you are feeling yourself like I am a I am so sexy, like and you you're confident, you want to have sex, you love it. You love what your body can do. You love your body. When a man then looks at you and mirrors that back to you because he really loves you, like, whoo, there is nothing like that. That right there, that is what it's all about. I've often said for me, like, I don't really, I find my hotness, sexiness, desirability, It's a less from strangers because I've received it in my life. I know what that feels like. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good. It does. But nothing feels like having that mirrored back to you from a man that really loves you. That's when you feel your hottest, your most sexual, your most desired, your most just primal and, and beautiful, beautiful as a woman. That's when it all comes together. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show there. So it's great to have admirers and and all that. Don't get me wrong. not That has its time and its place. But there's also another level that you can get to. But again, you can't get there. You won't be able to get there until you're feeling it yourself. Until you're like, yep, you know, I did this stuff. I feel great. I feel sexy. I feel hot. I'm horny. Well, you know, you can scan your eyeballs across the room and you know, like, 
Whew. I'm burning it up. Like, look at me right now. Like, there's nothing wrong with thinking every guy in this room right now wants to fuck me. They want to fuck the shit out of me. But that guy right over there, mm-hmm, it's all about him. And when he's all about you, and when that's reciprocal, hoo-hoo-hoo, hot, 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 hot. And same thing for him. You know, women may be like, you know, all over him, throwing themselves at him. It doesn't matter because when the two of you are congruent, everything's so amplified that it's amazing. But again, like I'm saying, like the genesis of that, like is if you want to get to the top of that mountain, you have to, it has to start with you. You can't be like this empty cup. Like you could be, again, most beautiful woman in the room and the most insecure woman in the room. And the woman that's confident moving around the room with a smile on her face, laughing, and there's this sexiness and this draw and this energy and men pick up on it. So that's my thing to you ladies is this whole sex starts and stops with us. It's a mindset. It's an upstairs kind of thing before it gets downstairs to our genitals. Like you have to just feel yourself, like freaking love yourself. I guess I can only come up with some cliches here, but if you're not and you don't really feel comfortable in your own skin, you've got to kind of start there because there's no man that can come along and pour enough into you where you're just going to feel like, this amazing, like that you're just hot, you're, you're hot as fuck. You should feel like you're hot as fuck. And when you're with the guy that you care about and love and, or are fond of, it should be like, we're hot as fuck together. <laughs> we're so goddamn sexy. We've got to go fuck each other's brains out because we can't even stand it. Like that's the fun stuff. It's just your own little bubble and you can make that. So if you don't have that, eh, you got you to gotta do a little work. Okay, last kind of key point. Well, I guess, do I have one or two more? Okay, I think the next point I want to make is sex is important, but it has layers. So you can be solo sexual or you can be in a relationship. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a journey. It's a process. It doesn't stagnate. It changes. Everything in life is always changing. And your sexuality should be constantly growing and changing and have room to do that. And if you're trying to stifle it and say, well, I like missionary, he likes missionary. Okay, good, boom, we're missionary partners for the rest of our lives. No, no, that is going to get boring. More, probably more so for him than you. And at some point, you're gonna get bored if even, you're not, it's gonna become obligatory. You're not gonna wanna do missionary and that just won't work. So you can be with someone you started out with where it was like our sexual interests were maybe just at the point they were when we came together. They were at that point. And now mine are different. Hers are the same or hers are different. Mine are the same, whatever it is. But the wrong sexual matchup matters you can be mismatched sexually. And since I've already said and stated a bazillion million times, like 
sex is key. Sex is important. To try to pretend like this doesn't and isn't is futile because it will work its way through your life in other ways, whether you realize it or not. It's this person no longer wanting to have sex with you or not at the same frequency as you or they're not adventurous and you are. They like sex a certain way and you don't. You like it a different way. All of this stuff is going to come out. It works out better, I believe, when you have more experience under your belt, when you're a little bit older, when you're a better communicator, but it does surface in a big way. And many times doing this podcast, I've heard so many guys write in and say, well, but she's a good mom. She's a good mother and I just can't do anything to hurt her. I'm especially offended by that comment because for one thing, being a good mom and being a mother is just a part of what a woman is capable of. So to be pigeonholed and labeled into that and that's your like, well, I'm settling because she's this. Do you think any woman wants to know or feel is going to feel like, oh, thank you so much. You're picking me, you're settling on me because I'm a good mom. We're naturally good moms. I mean, a lot of women, this is our biological basic instinct. Okay, so I don't know that you've necessarily hit the mommy lottery. Women tend to be more nurturing. This is not a big mystery. And not that we don't want to be recognized for that. But we're so much more than that. It's like me saying, well, he's a good provider. All right. Is that enough for you? Is that the label you want to wear? I was a good, the label I want on my epitaph. I was, he was a good, here lies Joe Bob. He was a good provider. I just couldn't leave him. He was a good provider. I just felt so bad for him. He, I I didn't want to hurt his feelings because he was a good provider. Well, all right. But again, there's so many other things that, go into being a good partner. I would I would like my, if I'm thinking, if I'm gone and dead in the ground and what would I want my partner to say about me? I'd love them to mention my nurturing aspects. But is that all? Is that it? What else? How about, this was the love of my life. Every day, I just wanted to put my feet on the floor and make the day a little bit better for her and in some small fashion. And no matter what was going on, like we were each other's calm in the storm and rock and support and our chemistry and love and desire for each other was unrivaled, unparalleled. And to have that kind of love and passion, I I feel like a lucky man. Like that's what I love. There we go. (laughs) I would, this is, I want to put me in the ground with that and I'll be happy. But the converse is true. Like that's what I want to say and feel about my partner. That just being with them every day made it special. It didn't matter. We were going to grocery store, the dollar store, or some really, really ritzy, fun, expensive restaurant or trip or vacation, you know, that just 
their presence in my life was hot and sensual and exciting and calming and gave me peace and direction and that if I was like if things were shitty like that's that was the person I'd want to call and talk to about it and bounce ideas off of I mean really that's it right there they don't have to be everything because no person can be everything to you but if someone can't say about me that this woman just lit my fire like nobody and that passion and that chemistry we had was amazing. And to have that with another person, I feel so lucky. Like if I can't, if someone won't or can't feel that way, I don't want it and vice versa. So these are sexual aspects, but there's deeper, there's much deeper things and connections behind them. And so when I hear, again, when I hear, it really does make me sad when I hear, my, you know, some of my listeners, they'll tell me, well, and again, I will all say, I can mostly think of men when it comes to this. And it's not a slight on men. It's just, they're the ones that are opening up about this. That's all. They'll say like, it's just more of a friendship, but they have this respect for their wife and all this. And I'm like, okay. I mean, okay. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I could live my life like that. I, well, I know that I couldn't. Let me just put it that way. I shouldn't say I don't know that I, if I could. I know that I can't. And so when I hear that, I just think, oh my gosh, this could be represented so much better to, for you and for her. And also if you have a family for your children about creating something to model and strive for, a relationship that's enviable among your friends and admired by your children for what they should be looking for. And instead, it's the typical, she's a great mom. I don't want to do something to hurt her feelings. That's why I cheat. And this is what I hear time and time again. And I just think, oh, God, help me. God, help me if I'm ever the recipient of that comment. I think I'd want to just die, you know? I mean, not die, but ugh, uh-uh. That is not what, it's not what it's supposed to be about. So I hope this has been helpful. I don't mean to be judgmental. I just want to say like what has really been through this, through having these amazing relationships with all this chemistry, these great lovers who are skilled lovers, and then learning about what your body does also the self-confidence that you need to have in order to be pretty open-minded sexually. And then how does this all work in the context of a relationship? And what, how can you, I guess, experience all of that to the best ability within the context of a relationship? And it's just, it's with somebody that you're fucking crazy about and they're fucking crazy about you. And if that somehow waned or changed over time, work very, very hard to get it back. You know, if you had it once, you could probably have it again. If you never had it or it wasn't the right level or with the right person, you don't have to go down with that ship or don't, don't feel prideful like you have to stick a square peg in a round hole. Admit where you're at. And maybe there is some changes that you can do 
for you and your partner. And maybe they want that and they want to be a part of that just as much as you do. Hopefully that's the case. I think a lot of times more than not, it is. But you're never, never going to get there and figure out what the best way to maneuver is if you can't be honest. And this is what kills me the most is that people find themselves in these circumstances and these situations and these relationships and these marriages and they don't know what to do to fix it or end it and move forward. You know, I mean, there's a lot of options. I don't know what the right one is for everybody. I don't pretend to do that. But if something's not working, you've got, you owe it to yourself to fix it. So this sexual passion, chemistry, hotness, this level of connecting through experiencing each other's bodies and being together and having all that amazing, connected, good stuff, that's the way to go. That's something to strive for. I put that on the kind of the highest pedestal. And if you can do that within the context of marriage, you're the lottery winner. Like bingo, bingo, good for you. Like amazing. That's really what everybody should be searching for, I think. And I think everybody can have it. I don't think it has to be as random as as a lottery winner. So that's what I know for sure at this point. I just, I know it for sure. Yeah, it's been my experience. I know it. I won't settle for certain things. I understand when I'm doing things casually, the limitations of that, what that means and what it doesn't. And, And that's okay too. You know, everything needs to be informed And as long as you're aware, you know, of what you're doing and the trade-offs in what you're doing, then I think you're good. But if on any level, if you're not being honest with yourself about how you're feeling as, you know, state of mind, whether or not you feel sexy and you can accept that stuff, that sexual energy coming at you and if you're with the right person or not, like all of this is going to get the, the more, the, all of the things you're checking off that you're not in touch with, it just gets harder and harder and harder and harder. So I hope that's helpful. I kind of got something that recently that really compelled me to just speak on this. I want to speak on it and kind of be done with it. Again, it's not my desire to try to be a relationship coach. (laughs) But I can say at this point, going into my sixth year of really focusing on this stuff, especially sexuality, that I have learned some great, great lessons. And I've been able to draw some valuable conclusions. And hopefully that some of these, just hearing me talk about this stuff, hopefully it resonates. If it doesn't, no problem. It's not meant for you. But if it does, just listen to it. Let it take root. You don't have to be ready to make big changes. You don't have to be ready to completely overhaul something, do a complete about face, but just be aware. Because the minute you crack the door to that awareness, you'll probably find more answers and solutions. And ultimately, your sex and your intimacy will get better. And that's what I'm all about. All right, guys. Well, thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. We're going into the Thanksgiving holiday. I want to wish everybody just the best, most amazing holiday season. We've been through a lot through COVID and 
everything, that just the politics, everything that's going on in the world. Really take this time. Be grateful. Be thankful. Enjoy your friends, your family. Reflect on any changes you want to make. We've got the end of the year coming up. And I wish you all the very best. Love you guys so much. If you want to reach out, you know, I'm always here. You can go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and leave me a voice memo. All right, there we go. Well, everybody take care and uh, I'll be back on Saturday. Enjoy your holiday. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.